Welcome to Modern Day Abigails. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So let's listen to God's Word, where everyday lives transform and where we can become the women God created us to be. So we, we left off there to go to uh, Solomon, uh, Songs of Songs, Songs of Solomon, uh, chapter four, verse eight. Come with me from Lebanon, my spouse. With me from Lebanon. Look from the top of Amana, from the tops of Sinir and Harmon, from the lion's dens, from the mountains of the leopards. This is the first time he's called his, her his wife. He's actually using the term wife and he is offering her to leave her family and he will protect her. And this is also looking at, let's leave our old life behind. We've got to leave our old life behind in order to have this new life. And in Genesis 2, 24, it says, therefore, shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife and they shall be one flesh. You can't put your new shoes on until you take off your old shoes. Okay, we can do that in a little style. That's true. I guess if you're going to change your earrings, yeah. you have to take out your old earrings That's before true. you put your new earrings That's in. That's true. Um, we'll, we'll girl fight. Ray usually says you yeah. can't leave your city to go to another city, but um, I, I like it. We, yeah. you know, if we have uh, a new dress, we have to take off our old one first. Yeah. You know, um, and typically if you have a new outfit, you don't want to be dirty. So you get cleaned up before you put your new outfit yeah. on. And the Lord's going to work on us and give us a new outfit. Um, in Psalms 91, it has nothing to do with this scripture. I was just thinking of a revelation when he talks about the, 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 the all the people in white. Uh, Psalm 91, one through two. He who dwells in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in him. I will trust. And that's what we're seeing. He's saying, look, you can leave your, you, this, this marriage picture is leave your family. And I'm not saying hate your family. I never talked to him again. He's saying that, we're going to become a family. In fact, I knew a couple who said the best thing ever is when they moved away because she said they had so much family issues and so much problems in their marriage until they actually moved away from everybody. And it was just them too. She said, then we were forced to work with each other. And she said, that was the best thing for our marriage. Um, but what God's saying here is, I want you to leave your old behind life behind, leave that old life and come with me. And I'll give you a new life. And then um, in verse nine, I'm going to say something a little weird. So give me a minute before you think, okay, that's it. I'm done. At least let me finish explaining it. I'm not going to say it makes sense. I'm just going to say I'm going to explain it. In verse nine, it says, you have ravished my heart, my sister, my spouse. You have ravished my heart with one look of your eyes, with one link of your necklace. Okay. My sister is not his sister. Okay. Has nothing to do with being related to her as a brother and sister. It is just a term of endearment, like saying sweetheart. The only thing I can think of. Well, we call each other sisters. Yes, and exactly. We're and we're not. Not related at no, all. Exactly. I think the reason he's using that is, and this is just my thought, y'all. Look, the Bible doesn't say it, but this is the best way I can wrap my head around it. We're not intimate yet, but I want to be as close to you like a brother and sister is close. You know, some brothers and sisters are close, not all of them. But he's basically saying, I'm related to you, even though, but they haven't been in they They haven't been intimate yet. But I think it's just a way of saying, I'm 
related to you now. We're, we're going to become one and we're going to be related. Otherwise, it's just a weird term of endearment. That means sweetheart. But the important part is he's in love with her. And, and, and like I said, I know it sounds weird. Um, has, and, and I think this is the other way to look at it. Husbands and wives can divorce. But you can't actually stop being one's dis- dis- sibling. You could say, I disown you. You're saying, I'm never going to talk to you again. I mean, you could even have a piece of paper that says you're no longer siblings, but you share a DNA. You're going to be siblings. There's nothing you can do about it. You're always going to be together. And I think that's why he's also using that term of endearment. We're always going to be together, no matter what. And that's what God tells us. Uh, God's saying, no matter what, we're going to be together. Um, I'm so joined to you, I can't be separated. God's saying, when you come to believe in Jesus Christ, we are so joined together, there's no way you're going to separate us. Sin can't separate us. No one can separate us. Well, uh, Ray, your husband is also your brother in Christ. Well, yes, that's true, too. And we do call each other brothers and sisters in Christ um, from that family perspective, because there is no marriage in heaven. There is no... um, In fact, he's just going to say we are one. The church together is going to be one body. That's why he says the bride of Christ. We as a whole make that body of Christ. And that's what he's saying here. We're not going to be separated. He will separate himself from sin. God is going to separate himself from sin. But when we come to belief in Jesus Christ and Jesus cleans us, it makes us um, pure and and no longer sin. I don't even know how to describe it, Joanna. Jesus takes our sins away. Clean. He makes us clean. And when that happens, God is saying we can't be separated. Just like you cannot ever be not your brother or sister. Even if you say it, I disown you. No, you can't. You share a DNA. We are always going to share that, quote, DNA with God. We cannot be separated from him. You've said it well. Yeah. Okay, good. You've said it well. Because it it wasn't coming out very good to me. It sounded great to me. I totally got it. All right. So um, when the Lord joins himself with you, there is nothing that can separate separate it. And there is actually a passage in Romans, and I'm really upset with myself that... um, I did not put it in here. So chat for a minute, Joanna. I'm going to look it up real quick. Okay. Oh, well. No pressure. No pressure. No pressure, girl. Yeah. So uh, what do I, let me, let me think what I should <laughs> about. We can't be separated. Okay. So we can't be separated because listen, the Lord created us. He loves us. He created us to be able to have a relationship with us. And so he does everything in everything in our lives is revolved around that outcome. That end is to end up with us having a relationship with him. And by the end, with us also in the process being cleaned up and made whole and having all the mess pull, pulled out of us and put all of him into us, his goodness, his loving kindness, his patience, um, his wisdom, uh, the gifts that he gives us. But we can't, um, without a relationship, that does not happen. I am so sorry. You would think I could find this a lot faster. Um, but my, my search engine is like, it went from, um, oh, there it is. I went from one Bible scripture to um, the conflict in Israel. I'm like, I get it, but that's not what I was looking for. Romans, it's in Romans 8. I knew it was in the book of Romans. I just couldn't remember what chapter. Did you find it? Mm-hmm, I did. Romans 8. The whole thing? All of 8? Oh, no. No. Oh, no. It's um, Romans 8, and it starts at 31. Um, if I can re- figure this out here a second. 
what then? So Romans eight, starting at verse thirty-one. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare His own Son, but delivered Him up for all us all, how shall we? How shall He not with Him also freely give us all things? We're getting there, y'all. Um, who is He who condemns? It is Christ who died, and furthermore, it is also risen who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for your sake, we, we are killed all day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who, who loved us. I am, this is verse 38, for I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present or things to come, nor height or depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. We can't be separated. Once you're in Christ Jesus, you can't be separated. And guess what? You can't do anything to separate yourself from God. You can't do anything bad enough that says I'm separated from God. If you're truly in Jesus. If you do something bad enough that would separate you, that's because you were never with him in the first place. I agree. Yep. So now that we got that clarified, uh, let's have some fun. Uh, So we talked about that. Okay. I want to talk about love because I want to show you a picture in the Bible of a husband who loved his wife. Genesis 29, verse 18. Now, Jacob loved Rachel. So he said, I will serve you seven years for Rachel, your younger daughter. And Laban said, it is better that I give her to you than that I should give her to another man. Stay with me. So Jacob served seven years for Rachel, and they seemed only a few days to him because of the love he had for her. We love him. And with Jesus, we love him because he first loved us. Did you see that picture of how much Jacob loved Rachel? He was still willing to do anything for her. Yeah, and it didn't seem like a chore. It just, yeah. He was... He was so happy. It's going Next to be thing you know, bam, yeah. it's time to get yeah. married. He's just living each day to hurry up yeah. to get the days going so yeah. he can be with her. And uh, if you read the rest of Genesis, it anyway. It goes awry, but that's awry. okay. But uh, because the Lord made it work out. But if you think about it, if Jacob could love Rachel that much, how much more must we, that? how much more does Jesus love us? I don't think we can humanly no. fathom the lore, uh, the the love that he has for us. Exactly. Because I mean, to the point where he died for us, a, a, a horrific death. But he yeah. was willing to do it. I love the song that says, it wasn't the nails that held Jesus to the cross. It was the love. It was his love for us that yeah. held him to the cross. Yeah. Because he could have yeah. called the angels down. He could have stopped the whole dang thing. Oh, yeah. He, he didn't he, even have to go up there. Heck, I was really thinking about it. He didn't have to show up down here. Not at all. God could have said, look, I got my prophets. Go for it. We're good. Yep. Yeah, but no. Continue he, doing everything perfect, like yeah. I wrote in my Bible, wrote in my word. And if you don't, you screwed up. Not my fault. Yeah. He could have, but he didn't. No, he says, I love you. I'm going to send my son to die for you. Mm-hmm. And that's what he did. And Jesus said, okay, I'm going to love you. I'm going to die for you. And the, and there's some really strong love on this earth, some really strong love relationships on this earth. And that is nothing compared to what the love the Lord has for us. Exactly. Nothing. Exactly. It's chump change. Exactly. Minuscule. Well, I got a lot of scriptures coming up. Go for it. On verse 10, how fair is your love, my sister, my spouse? Remember, sweetheart, how fair. So if you want to, if it makes you feel better, you can just say, how fair is your love, sweetheart? How much better than wine is your love? 
and the scent of your perfume than all the spices. Um, if you remember, she kind of said the same thing versus in ver- chapter one, let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth for your love is better than wine. So this love is given back. Um, I got a question. You ready for it? Oh, the question for me. Okay. What love do we give back to Jesus? What love do we give back? Well, obedience is one. Okay. Um, oh gosh, this is a tough question. Let me I know. think. Let me think. Uh, obedience oh, uh, was good. Yeah. Um, how about just talking about him, and, saying his name, and I, telling wa- people, wanting to be with him? Have you ever, when you were with one of the uh, pick a, I'm, I'm, I got nothing. But when you're with a, a, a new boyfriend, because that you, happens so often. Well, I meant <laughs> back in the day. Yeah, like way back, back in, in the, the day. day. Did you tell everybody about him, or did you keep him hidden? Oh no! Tell everybody about him. Now, if you keep him in, there's a there's something else going on. Yeah, <laughs> but you told everybody, right? Sure. Check out my new guy. Look at this guy. Look at yeah. this. You know, this is what we're doing. We're going here. We're going there. We're doing yeah. this. We're doing that. But how many people say they claim Jesus as their Lord, and yet they never even talk about him or say his name, or they just give him a pronoun? Well, he did this. He does this. He who's is he? Yeah, who are name. we talking about? Yeah, say his mm-hmm. name. Um, you know. Jesus, the only begotten son of God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He wants, the Holy One of Israel. He wants us to want to be with him as yes, much as he, he wants, wants to be with us. Exactly. And we can praise him and give him all the honor and glory. That's how we give love back. We're supposed to show adoration. Like you said, obedience. We're supposed to say, you know what? I'm not going to do that sin because I love Jesus. Yeah. I, I know he died for me. I'm not going to make him do it all over again, you know, per se. I mean, why, why would I do that if I love Jesus? So being obedient, being respectful, doing what he asks us to do, mm-hmm. that shows love back, telling people about him. Now, I'm not saying, like, it's it's difficult in the workplace, okay? Because I'm not saying you should just spend, you go to work to do your job, right? You're not going to work to sit yes. around and tell people, you know what Jesus did today? No, no, you're there to work. So you tell people about Jesus through your actions, through your words. And when you get the opportunity to say something, you give it. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. I couldn't tell you how many times my co-workers have heard me go, oh, yes, praise the Lord. You know, because it worked out because it was really struggling with something. Right. You know, so we can, but I'm saying I, I get it. You know, you're like, but at the same time, don't be annoying either. Well, and here's another analogy. Um, you and I are, are besties, but if we didn't speak for years or see each other for mm-hmm. years, I would, I would say that. We're probably still friends, right? But we don't have a relationship. I have that. I have one of my friends. She's. Yeah. I put it in air quotes, friend, but I haven't talked to her in years. Yeah. You we, know, we don't. We. I talked to her that, mom more than her at that point. We don't have no. a relationship with no. each other anymore. We because, deal with each other, but that's about it. Yeah, because but we pursue time with each other. We pursue getting together. We try to. Our schedules are very grueling, but even at that time, mm-hmm. we still try to get together. No, well, at least we t- we're and include texting. each other. Yeah. yeah, and we text every day. Yeah. It's, I don't know that we've ever gone without it texting. Well, no, probably not because I'd be worried about that something happened to you. I've done that before where I didn't hear that's from true. you, and I'm like, oh my god, you okay? I did that to Sandy not too long ago because. Um, she always usually tells me when she's going to have to miss work, uh, miss church on Wednesdays because of work. Yeah. And she didn't tell me one day. And I'm like, oh my God, is she okay? Did she fall? Did she have a car accident? So this is just my anxiety. So I'm like texting her and she finds like, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I got caught up at work. So I didn't like, okay, I was worried about you. Yeah. And then at the same time, I'm like, but she's got family in this church. But no, I have to go find out myself. Right. Yeah. There was one day that you did. Look, are you okay? Are you good? 
but I hadn't been feeling well that yes. day. And so I was kind of sleeping all day, which is not something I ever do. And, and I think I texted you that morning and never heard from you. I'm like, oh, my God. Do I oh, come maybe so. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, go find yeah. out she's still alive. And that's a relationship. Yes, it is. That's a relationship. Exactly. I know. And then we have relationships in the church with different people. I know um, some people I can see it on there. Uh, this is a good example also of a relationship. First, you know, people in the church. I know the women well enough because we have a nice small church. I can know the sheep. That's why these mega churches, I'm like, you, you got to be kidding me. You, 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 the shepherd doesn't even know you exist. So right. I'm so glad we have a small enough church where I know all the ladies and We're I know all close. Yeah. And I know enough of them to where I can see something and go, okay, something's upset. Something's wrong. This, that, or, you know, I've had them come up like, Hey, are you mad at me? I'm like, why? What? Well, you're looking at me. I looked at you. Oh, I'm sorry. I probably stared off in the space because I had something else on my mind. But you know what? I am glad you told me that because if you and I know each other to where you can come talk to me, but what if it been relationship? Somebody, exactly. But what if it been somebody new and took it wrong? Yeah. So it was a good thing to. So now, if I'm going to stare off the space, Anna, you're going to have to spare, like look down at your feet, staring. You know, look at the shoes. No, then it's amazing. I think I didn't like their shoes. Anyway, I bet not stare off in the space. How about you look at your own shoes? Yeah, or don't stare off in the space. But anyway, yeah. the other one I was going to talk about that deep relationship is. Um, uh, Ray doesn't know my the salad dressing. He one time got me a salad and got me ranch. I can't stand ranch. It stinks. You I've don't never like ranch. Eaten ranch in my life. No. Now some people could say, "Oh, how can he?" Blah blah blah. No, no, no. Hang on. He doesn't know my salad dressing. However, we had gone to a, a meeting, a amateur radio operator meeting, and I'm standing there. It was after the end. And Ray looks at me and goes, "Hey, the the ladies' room's right down the hall and hook a left." I said, "Oh, okay." And I come back. I'm like, "How did you know?" He goes, "Oh, you had a look on your face." Okay. Okay. What look on my face did I have? I'm like, he may not know my salad dressing, but by God, he knows when I need to go to the bathroom and I have not asked where the bathroom is. Okay. That is intimate relationship. Uh, That's that's a guy. That's a guy for you. He don't care about the food, but you know, by God, if my wife needs a bathroom, I'm getting her one. Yes. (laughs) She is too afraid to ask because I am. I'm that type of person. I'm not going to go ask. Right. That's funny. Yeah. Not especially when it was all men. Yeah. That's hilarious. Ask. You know, ask one of the guys, hey, where's your bathroom? Um, so anyway, so that, so, so don't think, well, my, yeah, I don't have this deep relationship with my husband because he doesn't know something. He's like, and there's other things that Ray will, he'll bring me home something. He goes, here, you need this. I'm like, I don't need this. You know, and about a week later, I'm like, oh my gosh, I did need this. Where has this been all my life? <laughs> you know, I didn't even know I needed it. So don't ladies, that intimate relationship, you have to remember, it does look different between men and women. Yeah. Men are going to see it differently than women. I, did, I just thought about that. I need to throw that in there that. This intimate relationship, don't look at a guy like a woman. He's not. He's a man. And they Only think different. differently. They're going to think and differently, and they're going to see it differently. And what you think, you're, he might be protecting you, and you're like, really? He's going to see it differently than you. Yeah. There are sometimes that writes like, da-da-da-da, and I'm like, really? And then I'm like, no, he's protecting me. He's right. I'm not. I would go do something kind of crazy. It's like. I'm shaking my head. Yes, I know. I'm sitting there thinking because like um, we've been talking a lot about safety culture at work and everybody wants to talk about safety culture and somebody else like, what does that mean? And I said, well, it means not dying in a weird way. Anyway, nobody appreciated that. Nobody laughed. <laughs> I think mean, that's funny. funny. <laughs> Apparently they did not. So I finally said, no, it's like the children at Children's Church. I always tell them I have to return you the way I found you or in better condition. So don't do that. But where I was going with this is when I'm with Ray, he's very protective. Don't do this. Don't climb up on the ladder. You know, be, you know, you can't fall. I'm with my bestie. 
Hey, hold the here. Let me hold the ladder for you while you climb up there on the very top of the <laughs> right. ladder rung and stand on top of this so you could paint yeah. something. Yeah. You know? Okay. Uh, yes. Yes, yeah. we did. But with numerous times. But when I have my grandson, <laughs> oh, it's like don't do that. Be careful. Watch. Pay attention. Don't get ran up. Don't do. You know, I'm I'm the I am the safety queen when he's around because I'm I'm like look, dude. He finally learned. He'll go. I know. Not on your watch. <laughs> Uh, exactly wait for your dad who's had emt trading yes <laughs> whatever y'all want to do <laughs> not on my watch i tell that to jennifer sometimes too she'll do something like she's not like him so she's a lot more down the earth so i don't have to tell her that as often but um i'm just saying is in, in this that relationship mode it is going to look a little different and in this place the love that we're seeing here don't think it's not the same. It's going to look different. Everybody's relationship is going to look a little different. People show love differently. I'm not talking about the love languages. I don't agree with that book. It is not biblical as far as I'm concerned. I did not see anything biblical. In, I've in never it. read it. So I, I don't read know. like a few chapters and I'm like, that's not even in the Bible. Where is that in the Bible? So since I don't see it in the Bible, um, I mean, I know some people really like it. I'm, I'm not going to brew a pot of pot coffee so we can go through it. What I am saying though is, Love is going to look different between a man and a woman because we see it differently. A man's going to try to love his wife by protecting her. She may not want that protection, but she's going to show love to her husband. He's going to pretty much want it more physical than anything. But sometimes even just a respect, when you show respect to your husband, he's going to feel, he's going to know that you love him because you respect him. Just as you're going to know he loves you because he protects you. So it does, it's going to be different between men and women, but it's the same love. Jesus protects us. He he always does. Yes, agree. So um, we are. Did we we did verse eleven, right? Did we do verse eleven? No. Oh, okay, good. Um, because this is fun. Uh, the Lord is given. Okay, so when we talked about uh, how fair is your love, and okay, he love is given back, and then to him every day anointing oil smells better than the most exotic perfumes. So he's just saying that her normal natural smell smells great. It's like having an exotic perfume because that's his. Your spouse is going to have a smell. That only you know. Yeah. I mean. That's what it, yeah. Exactly. So that's what he's saying is, is, is your, your everyday smell is going to be better than an exotic perfume because I have you every day. That's what Jesus says. I have you every day. That is better than anything else because I've got you. You're mine. And then in 11, he goes, your lips, oh, my spouse, drip as the honeycomb. Honey and milk are under your tongue and your fragrance of your garments is like the fragrance of Lebanon. He didn't call her sister that time, did nope. he? <laughs> he likes her kisses. She she's a good kisser, apparently. Oh, he geez. likes it. Awesome. I'm about to say, pretty much, she probably never knew another man, and he taught her how to kiss. Or could you, isn't that cute to think about two little couples who've never been with anybody else learning on each other how to do it right? Yeah, I'm sure there's some struggles and some sure, but you go through it together. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure, there's some struggles, and you're wondering, but at the same time, it's so cute. But that's when he said he likes her kisses. So anyway, I thought it was sweet. So um, it is sweet. I want to go back to the veil. We got a few more. We had a lot to go, don't we? But that's okay. We got this. All right. Um, um, you know what? I was going to go back through the veil, but I also spent time, more time on some stuff that I had not originally I spent more time on things that I hadn't originally thought about. So I'm actually going to skip that part about going back to the veil there because I think we really already talked about it. I we, don't think I need to do it again. 
We talked really good about the veil. We did. And if you're really wondering, I was going to go over Second Corinthians 3, 1 through 18, but I'm not going to on here because we really talked about the veil already. And I don't think I need to stab it to death um, and over talk it. I do want to read, though, verse 18. Um, I might even 17. I want to start at 17. Second Corinthians 17. Now, the Lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty means freedom, ladies, freedom. But we all with unveiled faces beholding as a mirror, the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as the spirit of the Lord. And we had talked about that. The Lord did not leave us alone. He is going to transform us. When we become a new creation, he's going to take his time and create us into looking like him. But it is never going to be done until we're resurrected. So don't think, oh, I'm not perfect yet. You're not. Not until we're resurrected. Mm-hmm. And that's not until the Lord comes back. So uh, freedom from like the the bound, chains, chains of bondage, bondage and chains of addiction. Sin, addiction. And uh, whatever, whatever your toxic poison yeah. is, we each have something. It could even be yeah. um, reading books. Yeah, I'm not saying reading books are bad, but I have seen people make books their God because they want to get out of their life so bad that they go and read their books and that's where they stay. So even that to me is an addiction where you're living in the novel, even though it's not drugs, it's not alcohol, it's not sex. You're still preferring the book. Uh, it's just an, a, a novel. And I like a good book. Okay. I like a good book when I'm driving home. Uh, mindless um, gives me weird dreams, but you know, if I eat the wrong foods, but I don't go to them for my escape. I go to the Lord when I need escape, when I'm having trouble and I'm pressures, I don't go to a book. I say, Lord, I need you. So that's what I'm saying. So that Liberty is setting you free from whatever has held you in bondage. That's, and we don't have just one thing. No, we don't. We have some of us have mm-hmm. many, many things that have kept us in yeah. bondage. I always uh, I broken tell people all the time that it's a good thing that I, there's three things I said I would never do. And I got all three of it done before 21. So I couldn't even drink through it. Good thing. Probably would have been an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't afford it either. So it was a good thing. I couldn't afford it and I couldn't even buy it if I wanted to. Yeah. So, um, and so there wasn't going to happen. And uh, so by the time I got through that, I'm like, well, I don't need alcohol because I already got through this part. But other people do. Some people do. But what I did do is I did. I was one of those ones who went to my books to escape. I spent more time reading novels. Um, even to this day, I'll be like, oh, I read that book. And Ray's like, when did you read these books? You always read these books. I'm like, honey, before I met you, I had no life. So I read a lot of books. I didn't go on dates or anything. Just I read read at night. But I wouldn't read the Bible. I didn't work on my relationship with Jesus. I went into a novel instead because I can get away from my life and go into somebody else's life. Yeah. And so that's what I'm saying is, is that, that there is liberty. It's a whole lot of different addictions. It don't limit to whatever we say. You might have one I hadn't even thought about yet. Might be shopping. I don't know. Actually, I've got a theory on that one. The woman's shopping habits is directly proportional to how often her husband is at home. I've noticed a lot of women uh, in career, uh, women in listening to uh, work, I'll listen to these husbands talk about their shop, wives shopping, but they're never home. Well, maybe if you're home, they wouldn't be shopping. Anyway, just food for thought there. Yeah, they're trying to fill a void. They are. And that's what they're doing. They're, they're going shopping to fill that void because they don't have their husband with them. And, you know, and then they, there's, that, there's that ripple. There's that divide. There's that relationship that's becoming a, a big um, ca- a ca- cav- cavity. Yeah, that word. I was thinking ditch. Chasm. Yeah, chasm. That's it, chasm. Because I'm like, ditch is not the right word. But no. we are creating a ditch, basically. Yeah. When you have two two couples who, 
they're creating a ditch when they when they start getting away from each other, when they're not communicating, when they're not together. I listen all the time work, all these guys who are traveling or all these women who are traveling. And I'm like, do you not like your family? And one of them was like, well, my husband supports me. That's Does not he? support. Well, I'm sitting there going, well, it might sound like support to you, but I, I don't see that as support. It's like, mm, no. Even I mean, Ray is like, hey, eight to five, you know, you want to get started a little early because I get it. But after five o'clock, you're mine. And we do. We make sure we spend time together because I'm not going to let my work get in my way of my family. I already told, I told my supervisor one day, I said, look, if my work ever gets to the point where it's getting in between Ray and I, I will drop all my stuff on your desk and I will walk out this door and I will not look back. And he understood because he's a family man. He goes, I get it. You're right. In fact, um, I've been listening to him like, uh, he goes, I'm, cause I'm always telling him, chastising him. I'm like, you need to go and take your wife with you. You need to do this. And lately he's like, we're going to go do this and we're going to go do that. And we're going to go do this. Oh, that's awesome. Because work was starting to get in the way. And I'm like, we're not going to get let it get in the way. And now he's even the same way. Go home, go home to your husband. So we're, we're all, so my group, my little team, we're all making deals. We'll make sure we go to home to our spouses. That's excellent. I know. And it, I just, anyway. So now, um, this is a fun one. So we're on chapter four, verse 12. A garden enclosed is my sister, my spouse. A spring shut up, a fountain sealed. Your plants are an orchid of pomegranates with pleasant fruits. Fragrant henna with spicknard, spicknard and saffron, calamus and cinnamon. Hey, we can get some ideas for your flavors. No. Okay. With all trees of frankincense, myrrh and aloes, with all the chief spices, a fountain of gardens, a well of living waters and streams from Lebanon. All right. So there's a lot of, it's a lot of commentaries saying this is her virginity. But I'm going to say, look at this. A garden separated, wholly set apart. It's beautiful. It's fragrant garden uh, all those commentaries kept saying oh that's her virginity that's interesting how about though we look at it that this is a beautiful garden that's separated and why is that important because god calls us to be holy right what does holy mean to be set apart to be different to not look like the rest of the world in deuteronomy 14 1 through 2 you are the children of the lord your god you shall not cut yourselves nor a shave the front of your head for the dead For you are a holy people to the Lord your God, and the Lord has chosen you to be a people for himself, a special treasure above all the peoples who are on the face of the earth. That's for Israel. They're supposed to be a special treasure. They're supposed to look different. That's why everybody's after them. Somebody calls it the carrot cake. It's like a little piece of carrot cake in the Middle East. Why? Because God has made that his special treasure, and everybody wants to steal the treasure. And God's like, they're mine. And we're going to be seeing some miracles after miracles. I've already saw um, uh, one. It was in the, um, it was a kibbutz and not a single person died there. And yet the war was right there. And they said, this is the hand of God. I think only one person went missing and that's because they left the area. And when they got separated, they got taken. But everybody who stayed there, they were, they, the God kept them safe. Not one person. And it was in an area where everybody was dying left and right or getting kidnapped. So. We see the hand of God on his special treasure. Uh, and then, but let's look at us to be born again. Ephesians 1, 3 through 6. Blessed be the God of the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. 
having pre- predestined us to the adoptions as sons by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, by which he has he made us accepted in the beloved. There is so much we could talk about, but all I really want to point out is that he is separating us from the rest of the world, and we're going to have to look different. And sometimes when, you, when you're a mess and you're leaving your old life, it's going to take a little time, but he's going to make you look like Jesus and not like the rest of the world. Well, we didn't get there overnight. We didn't become a mess overnight, so we're not going to become an unmess overnight. Life felt like an overnight mess. Thank you for letting us share our tools to become the women God created us to be. If we encourage you today, visit us at moderndayabigails.com. Remember, you are loved, cherished, and prayed over. Thank you.